Welcome. Welcome. And I want to thank you for joining me today as we talk about smiling and laughing. And hopefully we're going to share a few laughs and uh, just make your day just a little, little, little bit better. Um, I am, my name is Diane Ponyblank, and I am joined by uh, Raheem Skinner and Karen Katz. And we're going to just have fun today. Have a great fun. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Tiny bit about me. I've been working in the health and wellness arena for, I always hate to say, but it's been like over 30 years now. And I want also to mention that um, I am a cancer patient. I have multiple myeloma and I've been in treatment for uh, nine years about. And during this journey, I've had two bone marrow transplants. Um, I'm currently in a CAR T-cell clinical trial. So um, I am very, very aware of how important it is to have laughter and smiling all around me. So let's talk about laughing. Recent research really has shown that there's a wonderful link between laughter, coping with stress, psychological and physical well-being. And of course, all of these come together to make us just more resilient. Raheem is going to speak to this in just a few moments. But, but I just want to mention, this is not just about watching or listening to comedy or reading funny books or, or social media posts, but rather, you know, the key really is to smile and laugh with others. Humor in the workplace with your coworkers, patients, really everyone that you come in touch with in your regular day, as well as um, with friends and family. All of this acts as a human bond and it keeps us, um, really, it helps to keep us on an even keel. So sharing laughter is one of the wonderful, wonderful best things that you can do. So Raheem, can you please bring us up to speed on what the research has to say? Thanks, Diane. I'm Raheem Skinner and I've been in mental health for over 20 years, around 21 years, uh, specifically in the last seven years as a therapist, a counselor. And so I like to incorporate laughter into private sessions, group sessions. Um, it brings a sense of uh, levity to things that can sometimes be uh, overwhelming and uh, cause deep concern or grief. So I know firsthand the benefits um, that I've seen people experience by using laughter to work out serious situations. That said, um, a lot of the evidence that we're using now in the in the psychological realm for laughter therapy um, is anecdotal. And what that means is that it, relative to other topics, um, there's not a, a ton of research um, done specifically that proves things, but the research that is out there does show that laughter uh, boost um, resilience. Uh, it gives advantages to being adaptable to most situations. And so the clinical um, research out there is positively saying that humor physiologically, psychologically benefits uh, people when used, right? And so let's not use experimentally. Um, when we're going through things, we want to um, uh, encourage people to find that that silver liner, uh, excuse me, silver lining, and and just uh, find joy in whatever moment that they're in. Uh, um, some of the research that is out there had, that that's been pretty promising um, has shown uh, the efficacy with um, depression, 
Um, cognition, which is your thinking, uh, it shows that people who laugh through rough situations um, have better uh, problem solving skills. Um, you're able to think faster and sleep better, right? So who doesn't love that? That's a great start. Um, there's also uh, some great evidence on laughter therapy with anxiety um, and just in general as well. Um, and we've shown that uh, laughter therapy is also uh, a great benefit for patients with cancer. And so it helps uh, people, um, again, tap into that resiliency and, and really just live out the silver lining motto, right? We've heard the, the terminology laughter is the best medicine. Um, we know for sure that it's an excellent additional medicine, if not more, right? And so hopefully in the future, in the very near future, we'll find that instead of taking um, or at least in conjunction with um, medication and things like yoga and other um, uh, wellness practices that laughter therapy would, could definitely be incorporated. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Raheem. Um, so now you know the why. Let's talk about how. Karen, can you help us with this one? Absolutely. Hi, Diane. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to be here today. I'm Karen Katz. I am a certified professional life coach specializing in working with people who have had trauma or traumatic experiences. My focus is mainly on mindset and healing emotional wounds. They're not visible, but they are there with us and affect everything in our lives. I'm also a speaker for Fortune 500 companies and I've been in the health and wellness industry for over 20 years. So because of my background, my childhood, I've had my personal um, history with trauma and traumatic experiences. Laughter is not something that comes natural for me. So in order for me to start making changes or incorporating anything into my life. I need to be inspired. I need to read about the research and hear about um, inspiring stories of success, right? And I came across the story of Norman Cousins. Are you familiar with it? I'm not, no. So I am. I yeah? Am. Yeah? yeah. It's, isn't yeah. it interesting? It's so interesting. So he asked the medical community if feelings of physical and mental distress can damage the body's chemistry, then shouldn't the positive ones rehabilitate it? He was diagnosed with a degenerative disease of the joints and he was in pain 24 seven. When he was diagnosed, he told him he had one in 500 chance of recovery. So he committed to laughter every single day and he made the discovery that with 10 minutes of deep belly laughter he had two hours of pain-free sleep turns out that laughter has an anesthetic effect so for me it was ding 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 <laughs> that's the proof i needed if he could do it and it helped him with a painful degenerative disease it could help with trauma so now how do i incorporate it if it's not something that came so natural to me. The background was, everything was serious, right? Trauma and, and abuse um, really make you tune into danger and activate that stress response and look for danger everywhere. So how can I incorporate it? The first thing for me was being intentional about it, right? Reading these inspiring stories and then committed to one micro action every day. A little thing 
that can make me laugh a little. And at the beginning, it felt uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's not natural, but we need to keep in mind, the research also shows that humor is not necessary in order for us to get the benefits of laughter. We can literally start laughing, self-induced laughter therapy, and we could get the benefits, right, Raheem? That's exactly right. Um, we, we're learning in wellness as we go deeper into wellness and well-being. We're learning about the actual power that our brain has over our body. And so we know there's a connection from studies like the ACES study um, done uh, about 30 years ago that there is a connection between mental health and uh, related illnesses. And so like Mr. Norman concluded that if that part is true, then the, the converse has to be true or should be true, that if we are positive and well mentally, then our bodies should reap a benefit from that. And so far, the science has proven that to be true. And so even mimicking laughing, even forcing and faking a smile still releases serotonin as much as hearing a funny joke from a from a trusted friend. So that's that's pretty cool. We can literally laugh our way out of situations sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know if you've watched the video on YouTube where the man comes into the train station and just starts laughing for no reason. Five minutes passed and there's 20 or 30 people around him. Everybody is laughing. It's contagious. It's contagious. Amazing. Absolutely, it's contagious. And, and um, you know what? In a hospital setting, I think that that is, or in a clinical setting, I think that that is just so darn important to keep in your mind that you laugh, you smile, you have a good time, and people around you, it, is it spreads, it spreads. And the studies also show that um, when people see somebody laughing, smiling, having a good time, their body releases serotonin and oxytocin. And it just, it's a, it's just this wonderful way to get everybody feeling better, just feeling better. So thank you. Thank you, Karen. Anything else that you'd like to say about that? Well, you were talking about the hospital settings, and I don't know if people have watched the movie or are familiar with the story of Patch Adams and how he just wanted the doctor that just wanted to spread some joy and laughter to patients. And he would just come into the rooms with a clown nose and joke, say jokes and make people laugh. And it really lightened the mood. It made everybody feel a little bit better because I don't know if... If you feel it instantly, but I feel it instantly, we are under stress all day, every day. It's this hypervigilant state that when we laugh just a tiny bit, a few seconds, I feel it's like a relaxation practice. It just brings down those stress levels. Like in the moment, you feel better. You start seeing things differently. So it's huge for me. Absolutely. And there's also the um, the video that's been circulating recently on YouTube um, with the window washers who dress up as superheroes and they they are they're washing the windows um, in the children's ward of of a major hospital and just the reaction of the kids, their parents, the staff, everybody who's there. I mean, it has made such a difference in the lives and in the wellness and in the ro on the road to recovery for these people too. So it just, there's so much that's just out there that says, yeah, you know, 
we need to be doing this? Probably a little more, just a little more. Um, okay, Karen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Raheem, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you, what are your ideas for people to just inject more laughter, more smiling into their work situation specifically? That is great. I love being on the spot. I am a natural comedian. Okay. And I'm actually going to connect that to what Karen said. Um, so while she said that, you know, uh, laughter or that outlook per se, is not innate in her. It, it is for me. And so, so much so that I have to constantly remind myself to take things more seriously. So people don't think that I'm being, you know, ridiculous all the time. Um, and so it, that does help me to um, put things in perspective. Um, and so going through some, you know, really bad things in life, um, I in, have to be intentional. And wellness, I think, is about intentionality, you know, because of course, really bad things happen in life. And that's anybody, everybody, there's no demographic that can escape that. And of course, some things are worse than others. In those moments, though, we still have choices and we have power, right? So we talked about the brain um, having the power over the body and we can tap into that. Um, as difficult as it may be, I'm going through things, especially things like grief, uh, separation from jobs, families, things like that, right? In those moments, uh, even if we pull something true, like a memory that was um, that was positive, that, that made us joyful, and then we pull that memory and we laugh all the way to what we talked about in the train station, what Karen talked about. Even if we're sitting by ourselves and we say, you know what, I can't think of any reason to be happy. I'm just going to laugh. Right. So that's a start. And so laughter is like the job we're always looking for. You just want to get your foot in the door. You know, so if you can't think of anything to be happy for, start laughing. Right. Start laughing and, and enjoy that moment. Enjoy how it feels to bring that that oxygen into your lungs and your belly and your stomach's contracting and, and just just be in the moment and remember what it was like to feel that goodness, you know, Um and if it's difficult for you, that would definitely help. If it's easier, then um, that can still help you and, and, and make uh, the pathway to, to joy and uh, laughter. Uh, use this therapy a little easier, too. Great. Thank you. Yeah, that is so, so true. Um, and, you know, there just are some things that you can do that are silly in your workplace. And I know working um, with the patients that you work, that you do work with, uh, working in a in a cancer um, facility is um, it can be very very difficult. But there are some you can if you just do something very silly. I'm going to give you a a couple of things that I have seen that have worked that have been very very helpful. Um, all right, you know bubble wrap, plain old bubble wrap. And it comes in all different kinds of size, little tiny bubbles. You know, just going around and pressing the bubbles has made a lot of people just laugh. And it's a great stress reliever. But then um, one thing that I saw was where a group of, of uh, employees made crowns out of bubble wrap. And they just put them on their head and they wore them for the whole day, which meant that anybody that came into contact with them just burst out laughing because they look probably not like you were going to think that the person should have looked. So, you know, just anything that you can do that's going to give you that um, that boost, that extra um, oomph to start smiling and then 
as we said, people around you are going to start smiling and laughing also. So Karen, what are your ideas? So I'm always researching for um, how can I help people, right? How can I help my clients that have gone through trauma using laughter, right? And I also came about came um, upon this research with through NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, that it can help reframe negative events. And I actually had an event a couple of years ago where I got stopped by a, by a police officer um, and it was a little bit traumatic. It was, he, he was um, in a bad mood. I was a little bit nervous and it didn't turn out so well. So I was shaking after this incident and this incident stayed with me for a few years. And when I heard about this research and this NLP technique, I said, I'm going to go apply it. You literally imagine the, the scenario that's producing the stress, but you replay it in a funny way. So the idea was to give the police officer Mickey Mouse ears and a tail and replay the event and give him like this little squiggly voice telling me that I was doing something wrong and replaying it. And literally by the end of the practice, I was laughing and feeling so much better and it took that sting away. So if somebody's experiencing a challenging day or there was a situation that really um, made it difficult for you, mostly in, in a hospital setting, right? You can apply this technique and see if it lessens a little bit of the load, if it lightens a little bit um, the experience. And it might not be something you apply right away, but you can apply it whenever it feels right to you. Um, another thing to remember, and I, ha I heard this from a client um, once, was that she came into the office and she gave everybody these googly eyes to stick on their computer and on their phones. And everybody was laughing for days because they had their googly eyes moving around <laughs> whenever they walked around with their phone or they looked in the computer. So like you were saying, Diane, it's just simple things, right? I did a session the other day on laughter and it's more about just cult for me, just cult cultivating a playful attitude, right? Um, just letting ourselves be the way we were as kids, as children. Children naturally know how to laugh. We all knew how to laugh when we were babies, right? It, it's through life experiences that we lose this ability and we, the challenges throughout our lives make it harder for us and make us more serious. So if we just cultivate that playful attitude that's natural within us and let ourselves be who we are more freely, it's just going to make things so much easier. So that's what I allowed myself to do in that session. And it was a serious corporate session. But I said, you know what? I'm going to try it anyway. And I had them all complete a Mad Libs together, <laughs> giving me nouns and adjectives. And we could not stop laughing for like 10 minutes. It was fascinating. So great. It's great. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Okay. Um, so. Raheem, can you give me one quick suggestion? One quick suggestion that you can shoot off that that this, these wonderful people will be able to use in their everyday work. 
Sure. Um, I'm, I'm big on controlling our thoughts. One way to do that that's usually enjoyable is to get out of your reality, right? Um, and that could mean a book. That could mean a, um, a movie. Um, we talked about Mr. Norman. That's what he did. And he did it before the day of VHS. He literally had to go rent the film that they showed in public so he could do that. That's how serious he was about changing his life through positive, uh, through positive imagery. And so that and um, calling friends and saying, hey, if you experience anything that brings you joy, that makes you laugh, share it with me. Call me, share it with me. And only thing better than laughter is laughter with someone. So those things, I think, would be helpful. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm just going to throw in my two cents very quickly. Just do something silly. Do something silly with your coworkers, with your patients, and make everybody laugh. So I just want to thank you so much for being here. Um, just remember to spread laughter, have fun, play, enjoy life. And I'm going to leave you with a quote from Victor Borga. And he said, laughter is the shortest distance between people. Thanks for joining us.